Oh my God, I hit that. Sorry, I hit the mic. Everybody, are you all okay? I feel like I punched like all the listeners. <laughs> are you okay? Somebody get a medic. <laughs> um, call the ambulance. I'm sorry, guys, for punching y'all. Um, anyways. <laughs> Welcome to the Steno Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Katie, the Steno student, and Anna, the newly certified stenographer. We are here to create a space for fun friendships and coffee. Our hearts are set on digging into the stenography journey and what life is like as a student and certified stenographer. We would love for you to grab your coffee and join us for some Steno Talk. The NCRA scholarship, the Milton H. Wright Memorial Scholarship, the deadline has been extended. So if you really, really, really wanted to do it and you're like, oh, I don't have enough time because the deadline is March 1st, you, my friend, are in luck. The deadline is now April 1st, so you have a whole month to apply, to see if you are eligible, see if you qualify, apply for it. And like I said, guys, it is free money. Who does not like money? Nobody. Everybody. Who doesn't like free money? Nobody. I may have said that wrong. Anyways, guys, it's free money. Get it. Uh, All you have to do is like be eligible and then uh, write an essay. It's not that hard. NCRA website or whatever. It's now April 1st. Go get that money, guys. Okay, guys, to give Steno Talk a little bit more structure, what we're going to try to do is have a bit of a recap, if you will, of our last week. We're going to call it Read Back. Ah, see what I did there? Okay. So we are going to start every show reading back our notes of the week. Not really notes. Okay. Ignore that. But we're going to say what happened within the last week, catch y'all up on our lives. Um, what's going on? We passed any tests? How's work going? Um, all that jazz. So read back. Katie, how was your week? It was good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I got registered for the RPR written knowledge test. So I am super excited about that. Um, At first, I thought I was going to wait to do the written test until after I got the skills down. But then after seeking out advice, every single person said, no, knock it out, do it now. So that's what I decided to do. So my mornings are on my machine and my afternoons are in Quizlet flashcards which I'm filling out by voice because it is such a hassle. Oh, and I had a bunch of people recommend different Quizlet um, followers, I guess, or people who like have created stuff on there. And so I went and I looked through all these different people's flashcards and they're all just labeled Wicket. Well, WKT, that's what it is, Wicket. Um, but none of them are like as organized as I want it to be. So I cannot guarantee that everything I want to study is in all those flashcards. So I'm doing them all myself. So you guys can find me on Quizlet at Katie Lynn eight, and you can find all the flashcards I'm making, which is literally I'm going page by page in the purple books to create those. So please feel free to use them and let my work be your work. (laughs) Perfect. I will also be using them because I, too, registered for the RPR. I didn't know it was uh, pronounced like that. I could just tell people the written. I just tell people the RPR written. 
Whenever I hear people say Wicket, I always think of a DJ. I'm like, Wicket, Wicket, take the test. <laughs> we are too cool for school guys. Drop I me swear. a beat, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew how to drop beats because this is where I would insert and be it totally be cool. I have failed you all. I apologize. <laughs> so, Anna, aside from you registering for the Wicket, Wicket. <laughs> You also had your first deposition. I did, guys. I had my first deposition. It was so cool. Recap, I just want to let y'all know how it went. I prepared for that like it's nobody's business. Um, I had a lot of reporters. um, Shout out. Love y'all all. all. Um, Give me some advice. Let me know, like, speakers, timers, what you have to do, how to handle exhibits. Don't stress yourself. (laughs) And, of course, I stressed myself. I'm sorry I didn't take that advice. Um, but the day of, I was supposed to log on like 30 minutes before my deposition started, which was at 9.30 a.m. So there I go. I got dressed, got my kids food and stuff. I logged on at nine with the firm who is, you know, wanted to make sure, because it's my first job, wanted to make sure I was good, wanted to make sure I was set up, wanted to make sure everything was great. Um, and the, the defendant ended up logging on like literally a minute afterwards. So we couldn't talk. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is going amazingly well. And then, so it was just kind of awkward (laughs) because now it's like via Zoom and I didn't turn off my camera. So I was just like going in and out. And then, so she didn't turn off her camera. (laughs) And then, so I finally turned my camera off and then she turned hers off. And so we waited, um, 9.30 rolls around. Everything's great. Fast forward, I realized that the audio on my case catalyst did not work. O-M-G. O-M-G is correct, Katie. Thank you for <laughs> feeling my pain. <laughs> um, so I realized it kind of early on, but I didn't know the extent of the tragedy until afterwards <laughs> because you could see the little audio bars moving at the bottom and mine weren't really moving. So I was like, hmm, I hope it gets it. I don't know. I do have a backup. I highly recommend backup mics. It caught all the whole thing. So everything is fine. It went great. (laughs) But I did realize that when I went back and played the case audio, I could hear it, but it was very faint. So I think it was just a settings thing. We're going to figure it out. My tech guy, aka my boyfriend, (laughs) um, (laughs) is going to check that out. That way I'm good for next week's job. It went great. It was like a two-hour deposition. Only one attorney basically talked. The other attorney reserved his questioning for time of trial. They didn't really talk over each other. Like, I didn't have to, like, interrupt and be like, excuse me, you need to stop talking over each other. I'm going to throw my machine. No, I didn't have to do that. When you do, though, I hope you go off in Spanish at them. <laughs> Hola, hey. Necesitan calmarse. <laughs> anyway, shout out to all my Spanish speakers. <laughs> So it was good. I actually started scoping it a little bit afterwards and I realized I didn't do as bad as I thought. Um, So, hey, guys, I can be a court reporter. (laughs) I swear it's nothing like school. It is easier. They spoke at least like 140, 160, like the whole time is what I'm guessing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I got like I got the whole thing. I was so amazed. It was. And I am ready and prepared for it to like hit the fan after this. Like, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be the worst. But at least my first job was great. So that's a recap of my week. (laughs) So since you told me this before we started recording, 
What was the moment that you really felt like a real court reporter? The moment that I felt like I was like, oh, shit, this is me, guys. I'm up was when I when you start because when you start the deposition, you have you know, I was like, okay, is everyone ready? When we go on the record, I have to ask them like these questions because we're Zoom have to ask them to, you know, identify their witness. I have to ask them where they're at and stuff like that. And then I have to do like the little blurb like I'm taking this stenographically. My name is Anamar CSR 11083. Dude, I got to say that. Ah! And it was freaking amazing. I felt I don't know. It just it just feels weird. And then like administering the oath. Oh shoot, like that's me. <laughs> like a badass. <laughs> but it, I was also like shaking him a little boots because I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's why I became a reporter so I wouldn't have to talk to people." <laughs> But I realized like I do, I did. I had to talk in the beginning. And then after that, then it's my time to shine because then I'm just on my machine writing down the words and stuff. But yeah, and it's just, you know, when I had to ask them like, you are you going to order a copy, stuff like that? Like I have to make sure that I get that for the firm. And I just, I just felt cool because I'm, I'm legit a reporter now because I've been a student for so long. It was just like, holy smokes. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited. I was so like excited to hear about everything. Um, All right. So this week's episode is going to be on speed building. Um, I know that's probably the one topic that is the most talked about, but also I feel like it's the topic that doesn't get enough real good clarification and details and ways to really dig into speed building. So I am super excited to get into this one because it's really the topic that inspired me to want to do a podcast as I was looking around for my own research, trying to figure out what was going to work. Um, By the way, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'll probably still be trying to figure it out until I get super, super, super fast. I don't know if I'm going to go for more certifications after this because all I can think of is 225. But um, yeah, we're just going to jump into that. We have, we're going to talk about our own journeys. Um, I had a bunch of questions and advice submitted through Instagram and you guys are amazing. I loved reading through all of it and I'm excited to get into all of that and have you be a part of that conversation. So for me, um, as I mentioned in our bonus episode, I started at San Antonio College when I got into speed building. Um, I did the Stened Theory when I got into speed building, they started us at 40 words per minute. And I passed, I believe it was my, it was either a 40 or it was a 60. I passed with a hundred percent. And I felt like such a badass. I was like, I'm going to like fly through school. It's going to be so easy. I'm just gifted. That was the Leo in me. And (laughs) I was, uh, I, I passed really, really quickly through 40, 60, 80, 100. And then when I hit 100, I could tell it was starting, my progress slowed down, and then I got stuck on 120. And then at some point in my 120s, I transferred schools, started over with Mark Kislingberry's theory. It took me about a year to get through that theory. But when I finished, uh, they gave me the choice of what speed I wanted to start out at. So while you're in theory there, they do a lot of 80 words per minute dictation to practice the theory concepts. And so that was nice. I don't know what it would have been like if I hadn't already worked on speed before, but I told my teacher, I was like, let me just do a hundred. Like, I don't want to be like overzealous here. 
And I passed my first test so well that my teacher said, I'm moving you up to 120. Like we're not, we're not wasting time here. So I jumped into my 120s and I'm currently in my 140s about nine months. No, that's not even true. It's been almost two years since I've been in Mark Kisslingberry school. So it's been rough. Um, I was working full time for a lot of that. I did not study as much as I really wanted to. And I felt like that slowed me down. Um, and for me and my journey, that's just I was able to go full time student. And that's just what I personally need. I know there's a lot of students out there and reporters out there who work full time and certify. And my hat is off to you because that's not something I personally could do. So I think you guys are super, super amazing. So that's where I'm at. I'm working on my 140s. And Anna, tell us about your speed building journey. Was there anything in particular? Like, did you have an aha moment during your speed building and especially quitting and coming back mm -hmm. what that was like in the speed building process? Okay. Okay. So my speed building journey again, I started off at Del Mar. So I really feel like in, in the beginning, I don't know nowadays how long people spend in theory, but I do feel like mine, the second half of the book was rushed. So I didn't get a good grasp on my theory. So, um, but I made it. <laughs> I passed like what, 40, um, 60, or is it 60, 80 is what they start you off at? It's been so long, guys. I started um, at 40 and then okay. went to 60. So 40, 60, 80, that I think all of those were um, 40 and 60 was like in theory in conjunction with it. And then like 8,100 might've been like an, another class. So I, like I said, like I never practiced. I, I didn't take it seriously. Honestly, guys, I don't know how I made it through. Um, at Del Mar back in the day, they went by, I guess, 25 word increments, right? Because it was like 125, 150, 175, 200, 225, those, you know, and so those extra, like what, five words, like that makes a difference. So I don't know, maybe because it was such a big jump for me, I was having like difficulties. And honestly, if y'all think that being quote stuck in a speed for a month, three months or six months is bad, I'm here to tell you that it's not. I was probably stuck in a speed for a year or two. I want to say it was like 125. Um, I was working full time. Like I said, I had the hour commute. I also had my daughter. She was young at the time. Back in the day, man, I I was more, I'm not going to lie. I was more um, focused on my baby daddy. So sorry um, that I said that word. But I, I don't know. I was more focused on my relationship and then like my kid and work and going out and stuff like that, that I, I never practiced. I never practiced at home. Um, so I think somebody asked me one time, like, if you had to do over, what would you do? I was like, I would actually practice. Um, so I got stuck at 125. Then I was kind of trying a little bit more. Um, so I made it to 150. And I guess it was a blessing in disguise, but I, um, I quit my job because the ladies at my job were beaches. Um, so one day they pissed me off and I just left and I was like, oh, F this, F y'all. I'm just going to leave. I didn't know what I was going to do for money, guys. But I got home and I was like, 
so I quit my job. <laughs> but the good thing about that that came out of that was I was now a full-time student. And within one semester, I passed all of my 150s. I know that some people are not fortunate enough to, to be able to do that. But I also think that, be, okay, because then I, I passed all my 150s. I was in now blah, 175, trying for 175. That's when I quit, moved, took two-ish years off. And then I came back. And so at ACI, they bumped me down to 120. And so I had a one-year-old and then also, I can't do the math. I'm going to guesstimate and say like nine-year-old, 10-year-old. <laughs> I'm so horrible at this, guys. Well, I had both of my kids and I had the housework and all that jazz, right? So it was kind of like a job. But what I did different this time around was I just, I scheduled everything. So within like the first month, exited out of 120s. And then I guess I was more consistent this time in the passes. I didn't keep track. So I can't tell you like I passed a speed a month or a speed every like three months. Um, but I really, I put like I put in the work. Um, that's the major difference between like my first time around and my second time around. Um, and then when I got to 225, I felt like I quote, got stuck again. Um, so at 225 was the first time, the very first time that I've ever cried in court reporting school. Um, and it was because one of the ladies, one of a long time without crying. Yes, I did. (laughs) I'm so impressed. Okay. Candace just looked over. Our producer looked at us in shock. (laughs) I want to say because I didn't care before. Yeah. So when you don't care and you're just chugging along, hey, you don't pass the speed. It doesn't phase you. So, and because it was different my second time around, it was just, I felt I had the momentum. You know what I mean? And I was going. So when I hit 225, there's a lady um, who's dictating. She won't remain nameless. She has an accent. I feel like she, um, talks really fast and she's from a certain school. And I remember crying to my boyfriend and I said, if this lady is the only thing standing between me and certification, I'm going to lose my mind. So I cried. I want to say I cried that entire day. I was just like, I'm never going, I'm never going to make it. And it's because I can't pass one of her tests. And they were the only tests that the school was giving me. So I was like, I'm a failure. I suck. I, I'm never going to get there. I really, I wanted to like, mm, I wanted to just cry in my room all day, which I did. I did all that day. The next day, I put my gr- big girl pants on and I was like, you know what? I'm going to kick this lady's ass. <laughs> but no, okay, not physically. I don't want y'all to think that I'm violent because I'm not. I mean, I'm going to kick her ass in the tests. So I went and it, I made it my mission, my life goal to pass these tests. And I did. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I did. Um, but And then also towards the end, my school switched to real-time coach. So I felt like that. I, I, <laughs> Were you a little pissed about that? I was because I just <laughs> needed like my last tests, right? And then I honestly – Two things. 
I felt bad for the lower speeds because I was like, how are they ever going to pass these real-time coach tests if they're so much harder? And then I was also kind of like really relieved that I didn't have to pass so many real-time coach tests <laughs> because I don't think I'd be certified right now if I had to start at 120 on real-time coach. Mm-hmm. But I did it. I made it. And then, yeah. So I got stuck a lot. A lot of things got in my way. Life just my attitude towards school, I guess, not caring. And then there's just this time when you're like, okay, I need to do this. I need to buckle down whatever I have to do. I remember I'd get up so early. I'd get up so early. I would have like pep talks with myself, honestly. And I'd just be like, if you don't feel the, the only way that you're going to make it is to get your ass in gear. Because for a while I was just chugging along, expecting a miracle. Like I figured, oh, I'll just practice. I'll just take these tests and everything will just come to me. I'll get a pass eventually. No, if you do not put the work in, at one point, you're going to come to a halt. Not that you're going to be stuck, but you're getting in your own way basically by not giving it your all. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that because, guys, I'm old. I love how – I mean, I posted a picture the other day from my first day of work. I put my real age on there, guys. I'm 34 years old. If I'm wrong, um, please correct me. I'm not good at math. I was born in 1986. <laughs> um, okay, okay. You're good. You're I good. got confirmation from our producer. I uh, The math is right. But I knew that it was either this or nothing. I, I, I can't do anything else, guys. I sound like a loser, but I can't do anything else. But court reporting, I was meant to do this. I can't go and like be a doctor. I can't go and learn to cut your hair. I can't go and like, what else? What else is there? Nothing but court reporting for me. So anyways, it was either this or nothing else. So I I had to buckle down and and do this. So that's whenever I, I started to see the progress And when you start to see the progress in your own writing, oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's, y'all know, it's the best feeling ever. And when you pass those tests, you're like, I did it. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's an amazing feeling. All right. So we're going to jump into the questions. And I wrote down y'all's Instagram handles instead of your real names. So if you do want me to use your real name in a future episode, make sure you tell me what your real name is because I don't (laughs) see that on Instagram. (laughs) All right. So Miss Megzi asked, did you have theory down strong before speed building? So Ana, you go first. Negative. That's a big old negative. Um, (laughs) These are the things that gave me trouble from the very beginning. As I've said before, the imp. And the int, but also the inch and the urch and the umble. <laughs> okay, so everything. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know my entire theory. <laughs> All the endings. I didn't know my entire theory. I feel. <laughs> I don't know how I am even working right now. <laughs> but um, that's why very late in the game. Going back, literally put your theory book on your desk, guys. Put it on your desk and review it. If it's once a day or you want to start off in the morning with a little bit of theory review, theory review, it sounds like that goes all into, right? Theory review. Anyways. (laughs) Um, Brief it. Or (laughs) um, 
I would leave my theory review until like a Saturday or a Sunday when um, the days were just less chaotic. And my boyfriend was home and my kids would not like run in or whatever. But I would do the theory reviews on the weekends and that really helped. So 1000% Miss Megzi, I did not have my theory down at all, <laughs> at all it seems <laughs> when I started speed building, but somehow I made it. <laughs> um, Katie? For me, the Stened, I definitely did not have Stened down, but I was already starting to teach myself Mark's theory. And then when I got into Mark's theory, I did pretty well through the beginning, but it was so similar to Stened that it was almost like learning the same thing again. So I got that down pretty good. And then I was also talking with Lady Steno, and so she was really encouraging me to kind of do a speed building practice with the theory concepts. And so I got stuck on Chapter 20 for about a month because I couldn't get my concept speeds up. And then I got frustrated, and I kind of stop talking to her because I was <laughs> like, I don't want to tell her that I'm failing. But but I, I struggled too because all my classmates were kind of moving forward and my teachers were teaching in a different way. So I feel like I actually have chapter 20 down really good because I spent a month on it. But after that, I really didn't spend a lot of extra time as I went through. And now when I go back and review, I can tell a big difference. So that being said, uh, definitely make sure you have the concepts down. Theory is so jam-packed with information. I don't know how anybody can get through and have it. Like if anybody gets through in less than two years of theory, I don't know how you can be like an expert in your theory. Um, so I don't feel like I had it down strong before I got into speed building. And I do tell a difference when I do theory review. I try to work it into <laughs> Anna's freaking out because I said it so well. It's my amazing pronunciation skills. <laughs> <laughs> if you're getting dictation from somebody, I will be the one doing it. Definitely not me. <laughs> so now as I'm going through and doing dictation takes, I will go back and look at my theory book at different concepts that I find messing me up. I do have a plan to make dictation of the concepts that I'm struggling with so that I can work those over and over and over again. Um, but that's time that I don't take time to do. <laughs> so Miss Megzi, neither of us had our theory down really strong. So if you don't either, you are in good company. But if you do, like, good for you. Like, Shout that out. is the right way to go. Shout out, Miss Megzi. <laughs> All right, next question. Okay. Stunnet. She asks, EV360 versus RTC, which is real-time coach, which one is better for speed building in your opinion? Now, this is an interesting question for us because I do EV360 and Anna did real-time coach, but I don't think either of us have done both. So I can tell you that I really like EV360. I feel like it has a lot of options on there. I don't really know how it compares though, but for the most part, I do like the dictations that are on there. They have a good variety of people speaking. They have a section where you can play games with dictation, and then they have sections where you can set it to continuously play through 
one minute dictation over and over at different speeds. You can set the speeds before so that you don't have to be constantly clicking buttons. And then you can have it where you set it to play however long you want it to play. That's about all I've got for EV360. I don't know how it is real-time coach similar to that. Um, yes, real-time coach is really similar. I had real-time, and I don't know if this is with everybody, but I had real-time coach through my school. So I feel like the school uploads their stuff on there. And so you can do like the two-minute drill or like minute by minute and speed it up and slow it down of the stuff that they put on there. Now, towards the end, I did, um, because I wasn't in school anymore, I did try to like purchase the the real-time coach, I think, but it's like for a whole year, I think. So it wasn't worth it for me because I felt like I wasn't going to need it for the whole year. Um, but I did like the the practice one and they have a bit of stuff on there. Um, I didn't like the, pra- the practice stuff though that they had on there very much, I guess, because I was so used to the school dictation. It was very like structured, like these are all uh, 120s. These are all 140s. These are all 160s, you know, like they're all in their own category in their own tab. And I felt like the ones that they had for just the trial thing um, was kind of really scattered everywhere. Um, I didn't, I didn't like that. Um, But as far like if your school does real time coach and it's very structured and they have all their stuff on there. um, I know other schools, I think one other school does that. And, you know, I, it's basically the same thing. I really liked it towards the end. I, I don't know. They have like some regular speakers that I guess are not from the school. They are the real-time coach speakers. They're super annoying. I don't like those people. Um, every time, like every time I would accidentally click on one of those and I would hear like their voices, I'm like, nope, click out, click out, click out. I didn't want to hear, I didn't want to hear them. But yeah, I, that's all that I used. Um, and like I said, towards the end, I wasn't in a specific program. I wasn't in school, but I still used real-time coach to prepare myself for the CSR. So I don't, it worked for me. Again, I do not have experience with EV360. Yeah, and I get EV360 through the school too, so I really have no idea what the pricing is on either of those programs. Um, I will say that the guy who runs EV360 and does the technical support, he's super, super sweet and helpful. But if any reporters out there, if any of you have done both both EV360 and RTC, please let us know what your thoughts are, what you prefer over – if you prefer one over the other – so that we can share that and Stanette can get her information. All right. Next question is by – I feel like I should roll my R's for this – by Vero. <laughs> <laughs> She's got so many R's in there. It's, um, so she asks, any tips and all tips would be welcome. Maybe some examples of practice schedules as well. We are going to do actually a full episode on schedules because – we love scheduling and planning and all of that jazz. And I feel like we could talk like forever. And we could talk forever. This would be a two-hour episode if we did a full – everything we want to say about schedules. Apologies, but, apologies <laughs> for talking so long. Um, in a nutshell, my schedule advice would be give yourself at least a 10-minute break per hour that you're practicing and get up and walk around. Get your blood moving. I am – just like a bowl. Like when I get on something, I want to go until I drop. And that's really not good for me. Even though I know I do that, I still do it. Um, So just make sure you're 
scheduling in time to take a break, schedule time to drink water, to eat food because your body needs food. Your brain needs that food. But yeah, we'll get more into schedules on a different episode, but just make sure you have a balanced day and that you stick to that and just give yourself lots of breaks so that your brain can kind of recover and process the information you're giving it. Anna, do you have any other tidbits? Um, Yeah, I guess as a mom of the the tiny children, the tiny little humans, my schedule revolved around them. Um, so I found that to be a plus because I would practice two to three times a day. And so that basically forced me to give myself a break. So I would practice early in the morning and then I would tend to my kids and then like around their lunchtime or whatever, then I would give myself a break. And then later on in the evening and then because there was the break in between. So um, sometimes we think like, darn, this is hard because I'm a mom. And again, that's going to be a whole other episode balancing mom life and kids and school and basically everything else because we do it all. But if you take this current situation that you're feeling bummed about and you feel like it's getting in your way and you just think about it in how is it working for you, it kind of changes the entire game. Like I said, like being a mom, like, oh, I don't get to like practice all the time that I want or whatever. But it worked for me because the time that I was in my office, I gave it my all. Mm -hmm. And I knew that because I didn't have the freedom of a free day's schedule, I, I had to make it count. Then I was forced to take a break, which was actually good for me. So um, whatever your situation is, just think of it a little different and make it work for you. So again, we'll do a whole detailed episode about practice schedules in the future. We're time travelers. We are. <laughs> okay. So this next one's not really a question, but it's a great segue into advice. L Diag 7 said, I'm stuck at 120. Girl, same. I hope you're a girl. Maybe you're a guy. Guy, yeah. same. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Uh, so we're going to segue into advice because I think we got some really, really good advice for helping you progress through speed and get unstuck no matter what speed you're at. Also, I just want to reassure you. I remember when I first got into speed building and my teacher was like, hey, do you guys want to hear what a 225 sounds like? And I couldn't even understand the words that were being said. It was so fast. And I couldn't even imagine getting to a point where I could understand that. Uh, I remember also even hearing a 120 and thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm ever going to write that fast. I can barely understand what they're saying. So I am here to attest to you that as you progress through speeds, they are going to start sounding really, really slow. And I can now listen to a 225 and actually write to at least 50% of it. I can get at least 50% of it down. And I can almost keep up with those parts that I'm actually writing. So don't get discouraged because something sounds really, really, really fast because we all go through that stage. And there's times now where I'm listening to those 225s and I, I have that thought go through my head that, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to write that fast. But I thought that about 140 
when I was at 80s. And now I'm writing in my 140s. And most of the time it sounds slow. I just get tripped up on different parts. Like, oh my gosh, I took a test this last week, a Q&A. And I thought, oh my gosh, this sounds so good. And I'm writing so good. When I transcribed it, it was all clean except one question. I could not figure out what the F I was trying to write. I could not figure out the words. I had the words down. I got something for everything, but I could not figure out what I was writing. So We, we are not the same, Katie. Um, <laughs> we are 100% not the same. I used to have tests where I was taking them and they sounded slow and – in my mind, I was getting it all down. <laughs> I was like, pass, yes. And then I would sit down and transcribe it. And guys, it felt – it looked on my pa- on my screen like I had never even heard steno. Like I, like I had no idea what it was and I just – it was the worst. It was the absolute, absolute worst. But I transcribed it anyways because every time you transcribe a test – you learn something about your writing and it always helps. Transcribe them all. But I, I also remember posting and encouraging court reporting students, the Facebook group, shout out. Um, I remember posting one time asking for advice because, and I think I remember, you can probably quote me on this. I said, what if we feel like 180 is the fastest we'll ever go? Like, I don't think my fingers can physically write 225. Like, I, I felt like I was never going to get there. And the thing about it is like when you pass the speed test, you're kind of writing at that speed. But then when you move on, some people want to pass like right then and there, like, oh, I passed this. Now I'm going. Well, you kind of have to give yourself a little time, obviously, but to get used to those speeds, for your fingers to get used to those speeds. So if you – I don't know. Maybe there's an average of how many how many speeds you pass. Like, what if you pass one speed every three months? Then that means it takes your brain and your fingers to three months to get to that next speed. And that's nothing to be ashamed about. Like, it's just the way your brain works. So don't rush yourself. You know what I mean? But eventually, your brain and your fingers will get there. If you feel like you're stuck, keep giving it your all and you will get there. Something will happen and it'll click and you'll start like passing those tests. And then the joys of court reporting school, you go to the next meeting, you feel like you suck again, but you just do the exact same thing. Your brain and your fingers will catch up. I promise you, you can write 225. Right now, I certified at 225. My goal is to take the RMR, which is what, 240, 260 QA. In my brain, I don't comprehend that I will ever be able to write that with 96% accuracy. But I have to, again, remember, I need to give myself the time to get to those speeds. It's not going to happen overnight, even though, geez, Louise, we wish that it would. It's not. But I guarantee you that whatever your goal is, you will get there. You can write 225. You will write 225. I promise you. You can do it. You can do it. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So advice from Sophie in court. She says, build high speed 180 to 200 on theory chapter before starting next chapter. So this is similar to what Lady Stenna was suggesting. I'm wondering if Sophie in court is going to her school. 
Um, but she says to practice, make your own sentences with the concepts in that chapter for theory, and then make, and don't move on until you can write that at 180 to 200. And that's getting you so much theory drilling and the speed building at the same time. Um, again, that's something that I did for a little bit, but since my school didn't have a focus on that, I just, I didn't, I didn't keep up with it. Uh, have you ever heard of people doing that, Anna? I have, again, from Lady Steno, and I feel like that would have benefited me so much because I didn't have my theory down. So if somebody would have told me to do it like that back in the day, I feel like I, I would have maybe pro progressed a lot sooner because I would have had that foundation of my theory. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've never done it, but I feel like it would benefit me. So if you feel like it will benefit you, do I mean, it. try it out, you know? Yeah, that would be awesome. Okay, next one. S underscore Scarnati 25 says, I got unstuck by using the same concept I learned in theory. Practice the same material until you have it at a slow speed and then boost up the speed. Then the really high speeds is where it gets tricky. Do one file, work on it as much as you can at a base speed, then boost it up 20% higher than the goal speed. So she is just taking one file, one dictation, and moving it up and up and up and just getting it perfect and then moving up. So I would say that that is great advice, just making sure that you're um, practicing and getting higher. You always want to be going higher than your goal speed when you're trying to gain more. Do you have anything to add? Um, no. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you got it, Johnny Canales. Okay. Only a few people will get that. Shout out if you did. <laughs> what is it? Johnny Canales? Anybody? Uh-uh. Okay. Not me. Well, how does it – how? Take it away. Take it away, Johnny Canales. Okay. If you know who Johnny Canales is, legit. Shout out, <laughs> Shout out. Let us know on Instagram. <laughs> you are the coolest. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Next person, Taylor underscore Murray. Shout out. I know her. Hi, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> she says, mindset is – Capitals, huge. You need to believe in yourself in order to get to the next speed. So I'm going to mention how Anna would make sure that she had her mindset right. She was telling me all about this earlier. She said that she knows that she can do this, but she would tell her boyfriend, every day you get home from work, you need to tell me that you know that I can do this to reassure me that I know that I can do this. He didn't, by the way. He forgot every single day. Um, so I had to be like my own hype man. And um, I don't think that Taylor will mind if I share this, but I took some notes from her. Actually, she passed the RPR. Shout out. Love her. Um, she actually inspired me. And so when I took the last leg of my RPR, I played some music because that's what she did. I, I literally just wanted to be Taylor when I grew up. Seriously, guys. Um, she's like, I played like some like hype music and whatever. So that's what I did. And I realized that my hype music is uh, the greatest showman soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever does it for you guys. Anyways, I was in my office and I was I like, I don't think it was the RP. I think it was the CSR that I took. So I was in my office and I walked around and I... <laughs> I feel like I'm going to bully myself, guys. But if you have to if you have to get strict with yourself, that's what you need to do. I literally – I walked around my office and I said, you can do this. You have to do this. You did not 
practice all year during a freaking global pandemic to get sick two days before this exam. You, like to throw it away. You have to do like you got like this is your test. Like I, I feel like I would have hurt my own feelings. Like if it was like somebody else, like for real, I was just like, but it was just like, I just literally hyped myself up. Like there was no doubt in my mind that I was not going to get that test because for the whole month before I, okay. So before the month before, so before the month before I would like doubt myself and I'd be like, man, like I have to get this test because like so much is riding on it. And, and if I don't, then like this whole year was for nothing and I practiced for nothing and I'm a failure and like everyone's going to know that I didn't pass it. There was doubt in my mind until exactly like a month before I trained my brain to keep all the doubt out. So every day I would just like picture myself like I had already passed the test. Like, hey, I got this. Like, like it wasn't a, like it wasn't a big deal. Like I was just going to go in, take the test, pass it, come out. So nonchalant. Is that how you use the word? I'm not cool with like that big words. Good. Okay. That was really good. Yes, I did it. Anyways. So yeah, I didn't let any negative doubting thoughts come into my mind. Every day I would picture myself getting the results, picture it saying pass, picture myself celebrating. And as y'all know, I've been celebrating. <laughs> I celebrate a lot, but not only picturing it, I, I felt it. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. all of this paying off. So when I would try to get into the right mindset of like keeping all the doubt out and believing in myself, I made sure that I felt it. Not only did I tell myself that I could do this, but I felt, I just, I felt it. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. and I feel like just putting it out into the universe, all the, all the good, all the positivity, I feel like it just, I mean, it came back, you get back from the universe what you put out into it. And I feel like that whole entire month before the test, me and the universe were like BFFs. Like he was probably so annoyed by me. Maybe she, it, the universe, Mr. Universe. No, that sounds weird. Mr. I'm universe. a Christian, so I say he. <laughs> the universe. Okay. So I feel like it. the universe was just so annoyed by me because I was just putting it out there. And let me tell you a, a little snippet. After I took the test and I walked out, remember I had sinusitis. Mm -hmm. I walked out and I was like, babe, I did it. And I, I said, probably sounded like that. <laughs> but until I got the results, I was so sure that I passed it. But my boyfriend was like, okay, well, don't get your hopes up too high because I don't want you to like get disappointed if you don't pass it because the RPR QA that I took before that CSR, I didn't pass it. I actually got an 89. Um, so it's okay not to pass, guys. It's okay not to pass. I got an 89 and it really, really bummed me out. So I feel like that brought me down. And when that test was the hardest, because I had never gotten in the 80s on a national test. They were all like 90s and above. So when I got an 89, I was, I, I personally was just disappointed in myself. You know what I mean? I'm like, I could have done better. I could have, tr I, I don't know. I remember that test too. Anyways, I don't think we could talk about the test, but I wanted to be like, oh, well, such a stupid test. Anyways, where was I going with this? Oh, he didn't want me to get my hopes up because he saw how bummed I was when I didn't pass that RPR. Mm -hmm. So literally every day, and he's he doesn't even listen to my podcast. God, I'm going to make him. I'm going to make him listen to this. And he's gonna, like, I swear, every day I would be like, hey, babe, what if I did? And then like <laughs> later on in the day, I'm like, oh, but what if I didn't? Because I, I didn't <laughs> want – then I was thinking like, 
I maybe maybe I shouldn't hype myself up so much. You know yeah. what I mean? But I was just so sure about that test. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. I I felt it. So I was just like, what if I did? Because I wanted that possibility. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah mindset is huge. Mindset is everything. If you believe in yourself, you're basically already there. Yes. Because you can't go into a test not believing in yourself mm-hmm. because you're going to write like poo-poo. And it's okay to doubt because we all do. And it's okay to cry because we all know that I cry almost every single day about court reporting. <laughs> but, I mean, if you if you need, if you need don't have somebody there saying and that you can do it and encouraging you or understanding what you're going through, we'll do that's it. what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, come to – go to our Instagram, go to our Facebook, send us a message and just rant away because – We all had somebody that we ranted to and cried to about this when we didn't feel like we could do it. So community is so, so important to keeping your mindset positive because if you can't keep it positive, somebody else can help you with that. And so that's what we're here for. That's part of our dream of this podcast is giving you a place to just be raw and authentic with how you're feeling. And then once you get it all out and cry, you feel so much better and then you go past your test. Yes, exactly. That's how it happens. <laughs> okay. Uh, Steno Hood said, practicing at higher speeds definitely help passing tests. So there's another shout out for higher speed practice. The next one is Ignea underscore Testudo who says mindset is so important. So shout out to mindset again. Changing my frame of mind has helped me. Instead of dreading mistakes and failed tests, I approach them now with, I hope this dictation or test shows me something that will help me improve. Then I feel grateful for seeing errors and happy I can target my practice to those areas. Or I think, what can I drill, like numbers, phrases, etc., that will make me stronger in the next dictation? So the one key word in there that I want to point out is grateful. She feels grateful for seeing errors and happy that that gives her something to target. So Anna, I know that you do a gratitude journal and you fill it out like every single morning. So I feel like this is your jam. I do. I have the uh, Rachel Hollis uh, shout out. <laughs> I love her guys. That's like I I could go on and on. That's a whole other episode. Um <laughs> But I have her gratitude journal. So every morning she – well, you. You would write down five things that you are grateful for. And it's not like big, big, huge things like I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for my family. No, you look at little things. So let's just say court reporting. Um, Sometimes I would put in like I'm grateful that I got a higher score than the day before, you know. We don't have to go into specific numbers because it could have been like an 89. (laughs) But you're grateful for what you learn. I'm grateful for the less errors, the drills that I did today or whatever. And it doesn't have to just be pertaining to school because when you just start your day with a grateful mind, your day just kind of like goes better. So I would always be like, oh, I'm grateful um, that I didn't have to make dinner last night or like that – We had enough money for groceries or, you know, that we were able to get away for the weekend. Just something small. And then you write down your 10 goals as if they've already happened. So I would write down, I passed the CSR. I passed the RPR. I am a working reporter. It just does something instead of like, I want to pass the, you know, know, there's a difference between saying, oh, I want to pass this. And then a difference, writing it down every day, like, I passed it. You know what I mean? I am a certified shorthand reporter, whatever. So I feel like that really honestly helped. And I also had the sticky notes in my restroom to remind me like every single day. 
I finally got rid of like, what, three out of four of them. So I just have one more left. But I feel like when you are grateful and you're aware, and so like if you were to write it down in a gratitude journal, and if you see your goals every single day as a constant reminder, you don't lose sight of your goals. Keep your eye on the prize. Is that what they say? I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's just reminding yourself of what you're working for. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Katie's got this. Love it. Okay. And our last piece of advice, which was also my favorite, I got into a full conversation about it because I was like, oh my gosh, I need this for me, is from the one and only Sarah Murphy. Her Instagram handle is Sarah underscore E underscore Murphy. But since I knew her, I'm using her name. (laughs) She said, always practice every take to perfection and find that perfection at even 10 words per minute above your goal speed. She said she never let herself ever work at her actual speed because the concept of practicing slow for precision is pointless. As she gains speed, the lower speed will always naturally become the new clean speed, if that makes sense. You work on one to two takes over a week. She said that she practiced daily two different takes for two to four hours per day. She kept a notebook outlining what she practiced so she could always pick up at the next session where she left off. She would practice 30 second chunks at a time, even down to 15 seconds if she needed it. And then she would build back up to a minute and then gradually up to five minutes. So very detailed. I loved the way she laid it out for me. And um, I have heard that, you know, practice the take to perfection before. And what I always understood that to mean is I have a dictation, I sit down and I practice it. And while in that practice section, I need to get that perfect. So I basically set myself up for failure with that understanding because I could never get it perfect. So when Sarah said that, I said, okay, but how long does it take you to get there? Because when I sit down to do it, I will study for three to four hours on this one stupid take and I will never get it perfect. And then she explained to me, well, I did it over about a week and then I would do it in 15 to 30 second chunks to really get it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much more sense. So that's something I'm definitely going to implement And Anna, you had some good thoughts on this one. Um, Practicing to perfection. Well, I mean, I never got it perfect, but I practiced to improvement, (laughs) I guess. I would take the same five-minute dictation and I would do uh, one minute at a time. So I would start off like really, really high and then go down like 10% slower. And then I would go down to the um, at speed. But I do feel like doing the same take over really does help you because let's just say it's a jury charge, right? It's jury charge day and it has a whole bunch of really good briefs in there, but you don't have them down. Doing the same take over again until you improve or if you're super cool like Sarah to perfection, the muscle memory gets built on the briefs when you hear it. So there's less of a hesitation when you're taking a test and you hear, I don't know, what's a really grief. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Let's just say ladies and gentlemen of the jury. So if you're practicing it and you can't get ladies and gentlemen of the jury down for some reason and you're practicing it over and over and over again in the same take, then when you get better at it and you keep hearing it in the same take, you know that it's coming. But then the minute that you hear it, you you know what to hit. And so there's a better chance that as you're going and doing it a whole bunch of times that you'll get it when you hear it. 
by the end of your practice session. So if you took a jury charge test right after and in the middle it said like, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, hey, you hear it, you more than likely you're going to get it because the the muscle memory is there now. And even what brain, brain memory, that doesn't make any sense. But like when you're, when you're going to hear it, your fingers are going to know what to do because you've been practicing it so much. Instead of practicing just one take, moving to the next one, practicing that take, moving to the next one. So I am 100% for that practicing like the one take to perfection and then and then moving on to, I mean, whatever you want to do. The next day is QA day. State your name for the record. I still can't get that. <laughs> I still can't get that, guys. And, I, and I'm already kind of working one job. Um, but I, I still can't get it. But if I was to go in, cause I do still practice every single day, even though like I'm working now. Um, and if I want to perfect that, because now I'm doing jobs, I'll take a QA that has a whole bunch of stuff like that. Like state your name for the record. Like, um, what is your, like, you know, the basic stuff. And if I just keep doing it, it's going to be instant the next time that I hear it because I've been practicing it so much. So when I hear it and I, and I'm doing it over again, my jobs will go better. <laughs> so I should probably do that. Thank you so much, Sarah, for now making my life so much easier. <laughs> so one of the things that I realized about the way that I practice that I think has gotten in my way with that is I had the mindset of, well, when I hear something new, I tend to drop. So instead of practicing one take over and over and over and building the muscle memory, I'm going to work on my reaction time and listen to all the different dictations and never do the same one twice so that I'm always surprising myself and trying not to drop. And I I, I think that's why the last few weeks – this last week wasn't too bad, but I had mentioned a couple of times the few weeks before that that I was writing really, really bad. And that's because my focus was on I'm going to do more dictations and work on not dropping when really I'm dropping because my brain pauses and is trying to think, okay, what was the brief for that? Or what I'm like repeating what the person is saying and then I lose track and I'm not focused on the muscle memory. So I think that while you're in speed building, really working on repeating takes to build the muscle memory, I think that's going to be a big key that is going to help me personally. And I'd be really interested to hear about what you guys think about that. If you guys have found the same mental blocks that I've talked about or that Anna has talked about, I'm just curious to see what page you guys are on. Our next segment, which we would like to do at the end of every episode, this is our first one, obviously. It's called Crushing It Corner. Anna, go for it. For students who are crushing it. So if you want to be featured on the Crush in the Corner, tag us at Sound Talk Podcast when you pass your test, whether it's on like your stories or your Instagram posts or your Facebook posts, even tag us anytime that you pass a test or pass a speed and we will give you like a little shout out. So this week's Crush in the Corner, uh, shout, out. shout outer, the shouted outer. Anyways. The student we are shouting out is actually our producer, Candice. She, applause, applause, applause. She passed her tests, 140s, right? And you are now in, I'm talking to you like you're okay. And she is now in 160s. Guys, this is huge. This is huge. This is amazing. Crushing it corner. You're crushing it, Candice, literally. 
We are so proud of you. We're so excited. Any win in court reporting is a massive win. Celebrate. <laughs> celebrate them all. Yes. Celebrate all your wins. Anna is the queen of celebrations. <laughs> and even will the, be leading the crush in corner. <laughs> even the little wins, guys. Celebrate even the little wins. Like if you, hey, you got a 94 today instead of a 93, celebrate. Yes. Tag us in anything. Tag it's, us in anything. It be a, a non-pass win. Yeah. <laughs> But when you do pass your tests, we will feature you on Please. our Crushing It Corner because yes. we love it when y'all are just crushing it. Bye. 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 <laughs> and that's it for this week's episode. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and leave us a review. Also, check out our Instagram and Facebook, both at Stanwell Talk Podcast. And shoot us an email at stenotalkpodcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or ideas for the show. We would love to hear from our listeners. Until next time, Steno Tribe, stay motivated, stay on your machine, and practice, practice, practice. Ready? Vegan.